Aaron Rodgers, who shit on Favre for the way that he handled his end in Green Bay, you're acting worse than Favre did at the end of Green Bay. You're making Favre look like a saint. Welcome back to Tipsy Tailgate. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we're on the camera right now. A um, little bit new new look, a little yeah. issues, technical Studio's letting us down two weeks in a row here, people. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Sorry we couldn't get the pod to you guys last week, obviously. Same things happened if you don't follow us on Instagram already at Tipsy Tailgate Media. We updated our fans. Unbelievable, Aiden. Full, Unbelievable. full episode, no audio. You know, you hate to see it. Almost happened this time before we caught it, um, and we were able to do a little switch up. So now we're riding with this. Probably looks much, much better, to be honest, and we're probably going to use this camera full time yeah. going forward at some point when the weather gets nice. But without further ado, um, because we missed last episode, let's do what we did a little bit there. Mm-hmm. NBA favorites, finals pick, mm-hmm. um, underdog, dark horse teams. Players that are impressing us, players that are disappointing us. Mm-hmm. What do we got for? Let's go straight up, NBA final pick, and then we'll work from there. My NBA finals picks are going to be the Bucks and the Nuggets. I know that a lot of people are taking the Celtics, but I don't think they have the coaching. Um, I've said it all year; they don't have the coaching to make it to the finals this year. I know that they just named Mazzula, uh, Mazzula as their long-term head coach, even though I think that's a mistake. Oh. Um, I think the Bucks are better. I think they're better coached. I think Giannis is the best player in the world. Um, I do love the Celtics. I'm a diehard Celtics fan, Celtics fan, but, I mean, they just don't have the firepower, and they don't have the, the proper mixture of the firepower and the coaching that they had last year, which is what helped them beat uh, Milwaukee, and Milwaukee didn't even have Middleton last year. So I'm going to go with uh, Milwaukee winning the East, and I'm going to go with your Denver Nuggets coming out of the West, Aiden. Um, I see a lot of people... Again, a lot of people are taking, like, the Suns. The Suns have – no one on the Suns has ever played together. Like, KD is just coming in. That That's yeah. hard to fix on the fly. So, I'm going to go with the Nuggets. They have an, an established culture, and Jokic is going to win another MVP. So, I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Okay. Um, So, it's hard to pick against the Bucks in the East. Mm-hmm. They're on a 12-game winning streak. Yeah. And, uh, as you said, Giannis is unstoppable. So, from my point of view – out of the West, I am a Nuggets fan, as you said, and I think we're filthy. I just yeah. think we're so good. I think this yeah. is the year that we need we need mm-hmm. to make a deep run into the finals. Um, when you look at it, last year and all the years prior, we've been good, but we've had injuries, whether it's Jamal yeah. Murray, whether it's MPJ. It's always Murray. Yeah, I mean, always Murray. so now you get the opportunity with Jokic, Murray, MPJ. You've got Aaron Gordon, who's playing like an all-star snub, maybe. Um, he played. He's playing phenomenal this year, almost averaging a double-double, I believe. Um, and then you got guys like um, uh, um, Caldwell Pope. Mm-hmm. I mean, we there's so many playmakers where we have the de- the problem used to be we had too much depth and we didn't have enough. Star like, power. Star power. Now I feel like we have enough of both. Well, you have a top three player in the world. You yeah. have one of the 
before he kept getting hurt, one of the better sidekicks in the entire NBA. And a very clutch one at that yeah, in Jamal. Yep. And, um, uh, you know, and then... I Aaron mean, Gordon's been playing great so far. And he's also, he's been defensively, he's yes. been phenomenal. Yes. So. And, and you also have, on top of those other guys, you have a lot of depth, as you just said, MPJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's there. Um, I mean, a great guy that... Even a guy like Jeff Green or Reggie Jackson. These are good players. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I, I think with the combination of Jokic, he's going to win his third-trade MVP. He's going to be the first player since Larry Bird to do so. He's yep. going to do that. Been bas- 30-something years. Basically a lock. He's going to do it. Um, so and then you throw in those other pieces. And then they also, another team, they have great coaching. So, I mean, o- always. I, I just think that the Nuggets, yep. as you said, um, this is the year that they finally have to do it. It reminds me of... Of uh, Dirk's like mid two thousands teams, yeah. middle two thousands, yeah. where everyone was just like, all right, well now it's time for you to take this step and and go forward and make a deep run. I don't necessarily think the Nuggets will win the championship, but I think it's going to be a, a big, big step for them in the right direction to go on this deep run finally, as you said, and go to the it's, NBA Finals. It's the year. It's the year yeah. that they have to do it. Um, but as you were saying good coaching like it's just been a thing of ours like Mike mm-hmm. Malone now um George Carl like these guys like legitimately the year we won George Carl coach of the year and executive of the year both guys left mm-hmm. we fired George Carl and our GM left mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me yeah. but looks like they found good replacements and um I think we're here to stay for a while so as long as Jokic is now two other players in the west that I do think could threaten us is the Clippers and the Suns if they can figure out their chemistry in time. Um, I don't want to rule out the Warriors. Yep. I do think it's a little bit of a stretch this year, being that they're under 500 at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I'm not ruling them out. I'm not ruling know. out the Lakers. Really? I'm not. They're, Interesting. They're still only three games back from being in a solidified playoff spot. And you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. I know we've been saying this for a few years now, but when they're playing at their best, those are two of what the top six, seven players in the world yeah. playing at their best and when they're healthy. And then it, this reminds me so much uh, this this team. I don't know if you remember the 2018 Cavs team when they traded all those assets in the middle of the season yeah. and basically just rebuilt the team on the fly. Yeah, they essentially did the same thing here. And this reminds me a lot of that. So I think that they're going to – I'm not saying they're going to make a deep run or anything, but they are definitely a playoff team in L.A. Yeah. Um, and then out of the East, uh, as I was saying, I do think the Bucks are, are phenomenal. Yeah. I like the Seas, though, and I like it to be a tipsy tailgate bowl. My <laughs> Denver Nuggets versus your Boston Celtics. <laughs> that would be great. Um, I would take us. I think we would win. Yeah? I do think we would win. I, uh, I think that would make the best series. Yeah, it would be the most entertaining series. I think series. most entertaining series, yeah. Because uh, I think their styles match up. You have the both of our fives. You've got Jokic and you got Williams. That would be a great matchup on each mm-hmm. other. you got the wings yeah. with Tatum and Brown and then MPJ and, and Jamal Murray and Marcus Smart going at it. Um, so I, I think that would be a really good series in terms of style, but I still think that the Bucks are far better than us. Okay, now for your uh, couple – just a quick go. Dark Horse teams. Teams to just watch out for. Obviously, you said the mm-hmm. Lakers. Is there another team? Maybe a team in the East? Uh, Dark Horse team, uh, the Heat. The Heat just have a winning culture. Yeah, um, agreed. 
Anytime Pat Riley's involved in anything to do with basketball, I'm not going to rule that team out. So I'm going to go with the Heat. That was actually going to be mine. So I think we'll just go to the next one right after that. So players that are impressing slash disappointing, your MVP pick, obviously you have Jokic. Um, is there anyone else that has kind of impressed you a little bit more than you thought or the opposite? Um, the for Honestly, I'm just going to go with the team for this one. And it's going to be the okay. Warriors because they just piss yeah. me off when they play like this. I just you, – you, I compliment them every single year because of how dominant they have been and how they seem to always stay hungry. And that was part of the – this team won 73 games and the one got Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they're always trying to improve or were always trying to improve, always trying to grow. And then they're just kind of fucking around this year. So that pisses me off. <coughs> Excuse me. Agreed. Um, no, I do. <coughs> so I'm going to go with the Warriors. I do agree with that. Um if I had to do one for mine, I'm probably going with the Bulls. I really thought that that roster was, you know, primed to have a solid run at things mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of disappointing. That's a great that, pick. That's you know, a great pick. Um, so, now, there's also the fact that there's teams like the Hornets that yeah. looked promising. And yes. then obviously, obviously stuff happens. Miles Bridges. Um that's another team that's, you know, uh, the Thunder. They're a team that I guess is impressive. I mean, it's not like the record's that great. They're one they're one spot ahead of the Lakers right now at the 12. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, uh, two spots ahead of the Lakers at the 11th. And, you know, they're in the full rebuilding phase. I like what they're doing. I really like this roster, and they have yeah. the, most pick, <clears throat> the most picks by probably any sports team like in the world right now, like yeah, the amount of first rounders, second rounders for the next <clears throat> however many years. So that's a team that's promising, and and you know you got to give your credit to the Kings and the Grizzlies that are built around young cores and are two and three right now in the yep. West. So Aaron Rodgers is out of <laughs> the darkness retreat. Yeah, yeah. I know you have a take on him not being loyal or not being committed. Yep, because. He was, he went in for four days, four nights, <clears throat> and he only lasted two days and two nights. Yeah, you Mr. Noncommittal. Um listen, Colin Coward says it all the time. I'm not trying to get into the guy's personal life. He's never been married and he's like forty years old and he's a star quarterback. It's a little weird. I mean he's he's got some commitment issues. Uh something's <laughs> Something's going on there. It just to me that shows that he's really just like not an enjoyable person to be around. That you're an NFL quarterback with all this money. Maybe they kicked him out after two days. Maybe they're like, "Oh, we hate you." You know what? I just <laughs> ugh, everything about him. He, so now he that he's out, can't commit to anything. He's a loser. <laughs> he's such a loser. He, he can't this, even commit to doing four days. No, literally, in the retreat. He, he made this whole big thing about. Well, I'm gonna go into my darkness retreat, and it's gonna be. <laughs> A really rewarding experience, and everybody should follow my lead because I'm so much smarter than everybody else, and I'm so much better than everybody else. And then he leaves two days early? <laughs> you leave two days early. Yeah, it's a bad look. He's it, a loser. It's a bad look. The and up- then, I, I don't know if this is confirmed at all. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I think our friend Jason, Jason Tags, uh, very unlikable. Uh. Very unlikable. <laughs> Very unlikable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very unlikable. Um, he said he was saying that Rogers said he came out of the retreat and he saw green, green and yellow. 
So like that's really what this is all about. Like oh you're just coming God. out. You're like seeing how long if he you goes be, back to the Packers. How long are you going to be held him. hostage by this guy if yeah. you're the Green Bay Packers? I heard how long. Well, there's reports that. But they're then done. those reports then came out knows? and said that they're done. That they're not done, <laughs> and that those <laughs> reports that they were done were false. If this he, is such a shit show no. in Green Bay. Oh the part of the thing, part of the advantage of having a Hall of Fame franchise quarterback is that you don't have to deal with the drama. That comes along with the NFL. Yeah. You have a sense of stability. You have a sense of commitment. You get none of that with him. No. Half of the thing that you're supposed to reap the benefit of with having a franchise Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks ever, is that you don't have to deal with this drama. And all he does is, is bring in drama. And the guy, Aaron Rodgers, who shit on Favre for the way that he handled his end in Green Bay, you're acting worse than Favre did at the end of Green Bay. You're making Favre look like a saint. When he was at the end of Green Bay. Yeah. So it's the most hypocritical, most bullshit, most asinine mentality I've ever seen from a, from a, a professional athlete. Aaron Rodgers is a joke and a clown. Any Jets fan who wants him, Godspeed. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed. All right, so now that now that he's out of his retreat, where do you think he lands? Where do you Green think Bay? He goes? He's going to go back to Green Bay. If he does all this to go to Green Bay, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go back to Green Bay. Oh it's going to be the most. You know, what? I'm not even going to talk about. I don't care where he goes. I don't care. That's my answer. I don't care. Wherever okay. he goes, they're not going to win anything. I think. I think sh- the fact that he went in for four days and that he left after two, I feel like he kind of realized that. Oh, like what am I doing? Like. Like, he kind of, like, slapped that, like, snapped out of it. He's like, oh, what am I doing? And then I feel like he realized, like, I've got, like, two to three more years tops in this league. Let me enjoy myself. I'm going to Vegas. Like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going with Devontae, and I'm just going to get hammered on weekends, and I'm going to show up late to practice. He's going to be drinking that uh, that tea, that hallucination tea. He might might be on it right now. Like, who knows? He might be on it 24-7. No, it's it's very possible. So, that's my prediction. You're going Packers? Yes. Okay, so I have a, a little thing I want to get into real quick. There's a lot going on with the MLB, and obviously, obviously, we're moving towards we're in spring training. We're moving towards the start of the season, and with that, <clears throat> there are some new rules that we need to get ourselves accustomed with. And this I is am important. a fan of a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of big changes, yeah. and especially for baseball purists like us. We know how important some of these are. Um, So let's go into it. So there's three elements to these new rules. This is a pitch timer. That's the first one. I love that. I love the pitch clock. The pitch timer, when there's nobody on, it's 30 seconds between batters is the time that you're allotted. um, And 15 seconds between pitches. Now, when there's a runner on, there's only 20 seconds. Or there's 20 seconds between pitches. So five more seconds when there's a runner on. Um... A pitcher must go into motion before the expiration of the timer. If he doesn't, then it's an automatic ball. It's an auto ball. <laughs> um, oh now I the, didn't know that. No, listen, oh it gets crazier. God. The pitcher is allowed two disengagements, which is one's like a step off, mm-hmm. the other one's like a pickoff. The third time he does it, if he, he doesn't get out, if, right? if he doesn't get an out recorded on the play, it's a balk. Oh my god! So like. Look for look for base runners, speedy guys, to be all over it. It's now, definitely a deterrent. Yeah. Um, now you got batters must be in the box and alerted by the eight-second mark, or it's an automatic strike, which is interesting because eight seconds is nothing. Like, yeah. to get an auto strike. 
Um, pitchers can only make one mo- forward motion and one backwards motion in their windup at the start of the delivery and no more. So guys like like Kenley Jansen that like did like the mm-hmm. whole mm-hmm. Craig Kimbrell if he yep. goes back again only once if once forward one back and then that's it. Um, pitchers from the stretch can still tap their feet, but they must come at a complete sp- uh, stop at some point. Pitchers who bounce on their foot or twitch their knee makes it unclear when they start their pitch's delivery, which means they have to switch their um, their their windup or um, their just entire routine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. guys like Kenley Jansen and the Astros' Luis Guerrero, uh, Garcia, who are two very like highly touted pitchers in the league, um, they have to switch what they're doing. And right. the MLB approached them because they studied who has the most uh, vulnerable um, windups for this new rule change. Now, the second rule change is shift restrictions. Uh, teams must have a minimum of four players within the outer boundary of the f- infield, which means the dirt. Minimum of four players in the dirt. Um, they must have two players on either side of the base. So if you're looking at the base like this, it's not a line down the middle. It's a line at each corner. So corner here from first to second mm-hmm. must be behind there and the other way around. Now, the other thing with that is... they're gonna they're, These teams are so going to find a way around it. Yeah. They're so going to find well, a way around it. But the other thing with that is if it's not, if they don't do that or there's a error with it, then it's an automatic ball. Um, <laughs> this is fine. It's crazy. Motion, you can't do motion defense. So the whole notion of... All right. While the pitch, while the pitcher moves his we leg, you run over are. there and cover a side. You can't do that, or oh um, that's illegal. Then middle inning switching. So like, say Manny Machado's at third, and there's a big lefty pull hitter, and they and the Padres want Machado on the right yeah. side. They cannot switch in mid inning. He has to stay there. That's illegal. A um, couple more things. Each infielder must have their feet entirely in the dirt. No outfield. So no no infielders with their feet on the grass. Not allowed. And then, like NFL is, um, teams can deso- uh, decline or accept violations. So wow. if, if Rafael Devers hits a home run on a pitch where IKF is has his feet on the grass of the outfield, the Red Sox could decline it for a home run or accept it and take the auto ball. Okay? And then two last things. Outfielders can still shift. So if they want to roll with two outfielders mm-hmm. and one of them plays the shallow infield – um, on the, the the outfield grass as well. Um, they are allowed to do that. It's just going to be less outfielders. And then the last thing is bigger bases. Bases are now 18 inches on each side instead of 15 inches. So these are huge rules. Like, <coughs> like if they implement, when I was playing, like when I was playing high school, like if they implemented these rules that we had to learn on the spot and within a couple months before the yeah. season, I know for a fact it would cause a lot of problems. Like there yeah. would be, so many balks, so many mm-hmm. auto strikes, auto balls. And it's a game changer. And really. that that's it's really gonna throw a lot of teams off. And pitchers. Pitchers yep. are gonna be And I think not even to just make this about the Red Sox, because I think they suck. It's gonna make bad teams more competitive. Yeah. It's it's gonna make bad teams a lot more competitive. And teams that could understand the rules better mm-hmm. by be- having a better manager like, like Alex, Alex Cora. Cora. And if he explains it enough and he gets everyone on the same page, yep. it'll help. It's basically you the less uh the less penalties you get in football like the mm-hmm. better chance you have to win it's going to be like that similar. it's become that kind of um yeah. game plan in baseball where you become a disciplined baseball team you don't take the penalties yeah and shit like that so i mean i'm a, i'm a fan of nearly all of these rules um one thing i was wondering while you were going over the rules the new rules for the pitchers 
does that affect a guy like Nestor Cortez at all? The way that that he winds up and kind of yeah, you know, like, I'm sure it does. So because of it, to in order to know when the clock, there's, so there's a timer guy. There's a guy mm-hmm. there at the stadium so that works the clock. My, and then there, I guess my question know, is, yeah, does the timer stop? Like as soon as you lift your leg, I think leg? once you go into motion, okay, then so you're good. So he can still do his thing. He could do his whole like in terms of like the the Johnny Cueto like yeah. all that. Yeah. Yes. Um. But it would be interesting if they count because you could do one forward motion, one backward motion. It would be interesting if they count. You know how Cueto does like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting if they count that, even though it's in the motion while his right. legs are already up. So it might not. They're gonna but turn a blind eye to a lot that's of what, that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Pictures. It's it's either they enforce it really strictly and it comes out like multiple times in each game, or they kind of lay loose for a little bit, at least the first season, maybe well, the first half of the what season. What they should do, what what one thing the NHL does correctly every season is when they want to enforce a rule harder, they call it every single time for the first two months of the season, and it's like, oh my god, like how many times are we going to call this? That's what they might. And then do. by the end of the season, you don't have to call it as much because no one's doing it anymore. So yeah. maybe that's how they go about it, um, which would be a smart move. That's um, what they might do. Yeah, but there are going to be a lot of people pissed off about mm. these rules. A lot of pitchers in particular, because pitchers are babies. Yeah, pitchers are, oh, are, yeah. are the biggest They're babies psychos in sports. Too. Yeah, They're psychos. Yeah, they make quarterbacks look like. They make Aaron Rodgers look like a yeah, good guy. Yeah, they make Aaron Rodgers look enjoyable to be around. So uh, ah, I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> All right, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be ripping out a lot of MLB content this year. We're gonna be going to games. We're gonna be doing yep. live content. I can't um, wait. Speaking socks, we might also make a second podcast for baseball. Mm-hmm. We're still debating on that. Um, but Tipsy Tailgate Media, follow us on all socials. Uh, cop the merch um, and support us. Follow us on TikTok. A lot of clips there if you're not following Instagram as well. YouTube, of course, is where the podcast is. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well to listen to audio only. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you. Wait, wait, wait. What's up? Oh yeah, and DM us, DM us with any topic well, unless ideas. Unless it's a stupid idea, then don't. Yeah, yeah. unless your name is Tags. Yeah. What's your name um, is Jason Tag. Ideas, uh, questions, topics, whatever you have, DM us. Um, shoot, shoot, and uh, if you want to come on as a guest as well. So, yes. uh, thanks for listening.